Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 384, recorded live on November 1st, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who stars on a weekly audio podcast, Dave Play. Hey! The man who works in radio, Andy Lohai. And our guest this week, who's doing both, Jake Brahman. Brayman. 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 Yes. Fuck. Oh. That is bad points on... Oh, shit. Andy, usually you ask people how to, to do their full name. I th- Kate and I both thought it was Brahman. Brayman. It happens. We've both seen it in writing, and to us, you're just Jake. Uh, well, I've had to explain my last name to many people, so it's fine. I've had to explain my first name to many people, but that's a whole different story. Andy versus Anthony versus Andrew. Mm-hmm. Or Tony or Anthony with an H. Mm-hmm. Good times. So yes, Jake works in radio. Yes, and video and all the above. Wait, you do video as well? Yes, I'm an all-round broadcast journalist. Wow. And Dave's part in this podcast just dropped. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and like <laughs> eat popcorn and watch the show. <laughs> I, I was going to say something extremely mean. Oh, Andy. What? Don't, don't be mean like that. Yeah, that's why I said I wasn't going to... Th- I haven't said I, it. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. So, Jake, you are uh, normally stationed in Korea. Yes, South Korea, down in the city of Daegu. Where is that in relation to Seoul? Because that's all I know of Korea. Uh, it's about 250 miles south of Seoul. Okay. But you are currently not in Korea. You are currently in... I'm currently in Alabama. Yeah, which is far from Korea. Yes. And what brings you to Alabama? Oh, I'm kind of visiting Catherine, Aww. my lovely, lovely girlfriend. Aww. So Jake is a, a friend of a friend who uh, we thought, hey, we could get him on the podcast while he's in a you know the same time zone as at least one of us. Yes. And not what is Korea? It's it's like nine hours. Uh, no, it's way more than that. It's it's like nine hours behind, but a day ahead. Or you could just say it's 14 hours ahead of central time. Yeah, but it's easier to think in terms of... Well, actually, if it's 14 hours ahead, it's easier, even easier because it's 10 hours behind. That's easier. Yeah. Smaller numbers. But yes. I, I'd still would say... It's, I would. Okay, so if I was going to do this, it was... It's if midnight it's, there. Well, twelve thirty. So wait, it's nine hours for us then in Eastern. In Eastern, it's thirteen hours ahead. Okay. Yeah, thirteen. That's not a round number at all. <laughs> well, and the for, other option is eleven behind, which also really isn't that round of a number. No, uh, it's frustrating because for my online college, I'm sixteen hours ahead. So that just makes it horrible. Ugh. Ouch. Yeah. You get to turn in your assignments before everyone else. <laughs> Pretty much. But I also have to wait for other people to post things like a day later. Yep. Oh, for the discussion forums. and Yeah. Oh, online college courses. Yep. So, Jake, you're, I mean, that's, that's kind of fortuitous timing. You're in the States for Halloween. Yes. How was that? It was interesting. I mean, I didn't really do much. I just met up with a few friends and watched them wear pumpkins on their heads. So that was nice. Andy, what did you guys do for Halloween? Uh, we drove up to Mount Pleasant. And did what? And we uh, chilled in the hotel room. Okay. Right, because you're, you're there for a wedding yes. this week. I see. There is. We are currently uh, on wedding day for one of Kate's co-workers. And so, okay. I was confused for a second. You're like, we drove up to Mount Pleasant and trick-or-treated? Like, what does one do in Mount Pleasant? <laughs> Not much, it seems. There's got to be stuff to do there. Well, there's currently the MAC cross-country championships for both men and women's here. Okay. Which means our hotel was overrun by college cross-country guys and ladies. They, they, they was, there, there could be worse groups. There were a lot of buses. Yeah. There was a line for the waffles when we came it, down for the it morning. It could be like a group of college-aged hockey players. True. Also true. Or the chess circuit, which would be a little bit less of a, an impressive group of people. <laughs> yeah, but I think Andy would have more fun with that group. I would. I would 
if I, f- I would have a feeling that if it went down to breakfast, there'd be like at least one chessboard up and playing. And then I would feel like I would go up to there and be like, oh, knight to, uh, knight to queen three. And then and just then walk look away. At you and they'd <laughs> turn and they'd laugh and be like, mate in four. <laughs> or no, I would just pick some sort of chess move that, uh, was, was legal, but was not, um, viable. And then just be like, all right, I'm done. I would introduce them to dark chess. Dark chess? Dark chess. Also known as blind chess. Oh, is that the one where you can't see the board if your character cannot move to you, it? You can, yeah, you can only see the legal moves. It's an interesting idea. It means you could be in mate and not know it. Hmm. So, how does one win? You actually have to take the king. Basically, you play out the next turn. Okay. Because That's- you, you not only do you not know if you're in mate, you don't know if you are putting someone in mate because you might have something in a vulnerable position and not know it. Oh, yeah, because, well, you... I use my rook to, to put your king in mate, but you might have a bishop lined up that can take out the rook. True. I don't know that. Do you announce mate, though? Nope. Or you, you don't even, you don't announce check? Um... No, you you don't. I mean, you could play Tau's rule where you have to announce check. Well, you could see it, though. If your bishop was lined up to take the rook, you would suddenly have a rook pointed in there, and you could kind of do the math going, hmm. Like, wait a minute. That's, like, in line with where my king is. I should probably take that. It's an interesting idea. I'm guessing there's some sort of website that does this online. Games by email. Oh, games by email. Is that actually back up and running again? I think so. I know it kind of died for us really quickly. Well, I thought the whole website actually, like, died. Yeah, it, it, it did. Okay. It also died because a bunch of us just stopped playing all at once. Uh, it's up. It's here. I see it. You can play Dark Chess. I might have to do that. <laughs> would you play Dark Chess with me, Andy? I'll play Dark Chess with you, Dave. Jake, would you like to play Dark Chess? I'll give it a go. Okay. I'll send those out after the show, not during the show. No, that'd be sad. <laughs> talk, about, talk about like Nintendo and all of a sudden, Andy, it's your turn. What? <laughs> well, cool then. Yes. So should we I actually? To, I suppose. I was going to say what I did during Halloween. What? Did, oh, yes. What did you do during Halloween, Dave? I handed out treats. Oh, yeah, because you actually have a house. I have a house. I had people stopping by, and so I got to hand out treats. And I scared uh, a, a little girl, which I felt kind of bad about. And I scared a mom, which I laughed really hard about. What were you doing? Um, I, so I don't know if you remember the cloak that Laura made me for the like Red Riding Hood outfit two years ago. Maybe. I have a very large red cloak. Okay. With a hood. Okay. So I, I had the cloak on. Like that was, you know, I, I had street clothes on under it, but I had the cloak on. I had the hood up. And when you have the hood all the way up, you cannot see the face. Like, it comes down over your face. And so I, I had uh, my quarterstaff from the Ren Fair this year. That was a birthday gift. And so I'd, I was a wizard. And so I was a very curmudgeony, old, uh, very angry wizard. And and just would... Uh, it was mostly jump scares for the adults that would get them. The kids were just kind of terrified because it was like... This big red blob moving at them and speaking in a relatively spooky voice, making very loud noises with a quarterstaff banging on the floor. Mm. There was another group that got scared because they saw Lazarus dart past the hallway because he was chasing a toy. And so I'm, I'm in the back of the house and all I hear is, whoa, did you see that? That's a huge dog. <laughs> Lazarus is not a huge dog. Lazarus is not. A, well, he's, he's 70 pounds. He's a big dog. He's not a huge dog, but he's a big dog. And so then as, what I did is I, I got him to follow me behind where they couldn't see him then. And so I'm walking towards them with the quarterstaff in this red cloak talking about, like, oh, the beast, the beast named Lazarus, the beast, the hound, although he prefers the term wolf. And I'd move aside and he'd just be there. Good. <laughs> Lazarus stole the show. Of course. Why was Lazarus wearing a cloak? Did he just that? He, well, he wasn't at the start. Uh, um, but when he stole the show, I turned over to Laura and like pointed out that our dog was stealing the show. She's like, we should make him a costume. And so she started, she went and grabbed the fabric that was left over from my costume and made him a cloak. <laughs> that, that cloak that he was wearing last night was made last night. Well, that's slightly impressive. Yeah, she put it together in like two and a half hours, three hours. Oh. I don't know if my sewing skills would be up to that challenge. 
Having a sewing machine helps. Yes, having a sewing machine does help. So how much extra candy do you have left over? So much extra candy. A lot of it's probably going back to the store. We, oh. we have several unopened bags. Is that because uh, people don't really trick-or-treat anymore and they just go do the trunk-or-treat like Lamos? I, there is a group that did the trunk-or-treat nearby, so probably a number of them did that. But people did trick-or-treating. We had, we had a good, like, 40 kids, 30 to 40 kids show up. Oh, that's not I had, a like, a 12-year-old trail. swear at me. Cool. <laughs> Use it. The words were because uh, he was he was dressed up as like this white ninja outfit with the cobra insignia, and he was insulting nerds, which you know is a great way to get on my good side. Uh, he was also like trying to grab handfuls of candy, and, and so as we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, so you 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 don't like nerds? Well, that's really interesting coming from someone dressed up as a GI Joe villain. And his response was, "Fuck GI Joe." Hmm. Well, like, then you are twelve. No, you do not get candy. Go away. Wow. I gave his friend candy. His friend was nice. <laughs> That's, wow. Yeah, parents were waiting at the end of the driveway. They were not pleased. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yep. And you guys, did either of you hear of the Elsa drinking game? Yes. I had a single Elsa show up last night. That's it? That's it. Just, Just one? one? Wow. Just one. Granted, with wind chill, it was 20 degrees. Yeah, that's what, uh, it actually had snowed earlier in the day in Kalamazoo itself. Yep, it, we had snow on the ground yesterday morning. It was kind of fun, because I went outside of, at work and actually like made up some snowballs and was walking around like, all right, who wants them? <laughs> but by the time like I got around to people, it would, they were actually like melting into ice cubes. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no. That, I'm looking at them like, yeah, I kind of don't want to throw these things anymore, because they are now just blocks of ice. They've gone from light and fluffy and fun to ow yeah. and lawsuit worthy. Yeah, so. But still, it's like I just made snowballs on Halloween. That's yep. not right. You don't remember being a kid and like trudging through slush? No, on Halloween? I, I don't We've remember. We've done that, that a couple times. I, I remember going through the pouring rain on Halloween, but no, not any sort of actual sleet or snow. We've had snow on Halloween. I'm pretty sure there was one year we had looked good like two or three inches of snow on Halloween. Like, not on Halloween, but it was still there. Yeah, no, I'm not remembering this. Okay. Maybe I'm making it up. No, Kate always says about the, the snow on Halloween. There we go. And Kate never forgets, so I'm going with I'm right. Yeah. All right, so should we actually... Okay, yeah, we can, we can actually hit topics. Okay. I suppose. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Nintendo, let's start off with the sandwich. It's at the beginning and the end. Well, near the end. I should probably refresh topics because I know you added some. Yeah, I added about three more after that one at the end. Okay. So Nintendo. Nintendo's getting into weird things. Yeah. It's Nintendo. That shouldn't actually surprise you. But it's Nintendo doing a sleep sensor. Which is different than Nintendo doing a heart rate sensor. How? I mean, besides the obvious one measures your heart rate and one measures your sleep. But, it's okay, heart rate I could see because there are physical games. I could, uh, uh, you could, you could make a game based on your heart rate. Yeah, based on your heart rate. Uh, a, a like biofeedback training game, something like that. Maybe it's a game where you have to, you have to do a bunch of there, but then you also have to calm yourself in order to do I, something. I think the heart rate was more for like we're designing these We Fit fitness games. Maybe we should let people see what their heart rate is while they're doing it. Also, could be true. I uh, I think that's more along the lines of what they were working on. Okay. So okay. So you have the We. This one then could slide more in with the actual We Fit stuff, right. just like the the We Fit balance board or whatever it was called. You mean uh, the, the the Me Fit board or whatever it was? I think, yeah, I think it was just the We Fit board. I don't think it was technically a balance board. You were not balancing on it. Well, one of the things they were doing with that was balance. I remember that one for a fact. Yes, you were pretty good at it, if I recall. That's because I have, I, I might be um, accident prone, but I do have a good sense of balance, which um, helps out a lot with curling, actually. <laughs> Okay. Well, you're you're balancing on a piece of Teflon, which is sliding down the ice. So you got to keep. There's Teflon on the shoes. Yeah. Oh. There's okay. there's three things on the bottom of curling shoes. It's either Teflon, uh, steel, or some sort of ceramic. So 
So it's one of three things. Yes. Is it dependent on the position you are? Well, it's dependent on how much slip you actually want. Like so te- again, te- is, Teflon's, is the, Teflon's on, like, the basic. Is that dependent on like I'm I'm the the person throwing the stone versus I'm one of the people brushing? Oh, if you're brushing the stone, you've actually got rubber grips on both of your shoes. That is not one of the things that you mentioned. Well, I'm just saying when you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to clearly define the parameters here, Andy. Okay. When you're sweeping or just standing on the ice regularly, you normally have rubber grips on the bottom of both your shoes. Okay? Okay. Now, normally one of those rubber grips is removable. It's kind of like a little like slip-on, you know, like those little booties you'd put on. You know, like the, the little like booties you put on when you're going into some hospital room or something. Okay. Except it's rubber. You take that off. Underneath that gripper is normally one of three surfaces, Teflon, steel, or ceramic. Depending on how much slipperiness you want, it depends on what material you're using and the thickness of the material. Like, I've gone from a thin Teflon as my first pair of shoes to, and I think this current Teflon is a a quarter inch thick. And so that one's, uh, it's a lot more slippery because it, it, it doesn't, my foot doesn't press down and disrupt the, uh, it gives it a more evenness, the Teflon on the ice. But then there are some people who have ceramic and there are some people who actually have steel because those are actually slipperier than the Teflon. Okay. <clears throat> and this has been Curling Shoes with Andy Lowe. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> checked out. <laughs> it's like Nintendo Sleep Sensor 2 Curling Shoes. Well, it's, it's more like now we get to test the sleep sensor by having Andy talk about curling. Ah, and you know I wasn't going to say anything mean on this podcast to you, Dave. Oh crap! I ruined that, didn't I? I'm not saying something mean about you. I'm just saying something mean about curling. Because <laughs> that's better somehow. I don't know. I'm going to move along to the next topic in the hopes that we leave this one in the dust. Well, okay. I'm just curious though because this this sleep sensor is non-wearable, yeah. non-contact, yeah, non-operator used. Non-weighting and non-installation. Ah, uh, okay. So it's it's not going to be worn by the user. Does not have any physical contact with the body. It does not require any direct oper- operation to recognize when people start to sleep. Uh, they should how receive. How is it? How is it recognizing when you're asleep? It watches you. It it literally does. It it sends out uh radio frequencies. To measure your movement. It's kind of like an ultrasound motion detector, but for sleep. Radar motion detector. Sure. Ultrasound actually uses sound, not light. Okay, yes. So this would be an actual radar detector. Yeah. Ultrasound is more like sonar. Okay. Which would be really annoying if you were trying to sleep, actually. (laughs) All you hear is... (laughs) Or it could work if you had some sort of like white noise mixed in with that. But wouldn't the white noise interfere with the ultrasound? Probably. (laughs) Stop killing my dream, Dave. But it's so fuck now. I don't know if I like this idea of a non-wearable device. I kind of do as long as it's accurate. Yes, the accuracy is key on all these things. Like, even I'd, with... I'd actually prefer if it were non-wearable because that means I don't need to remember to put it on. Well, I've got my gear fit here. It can measure sleep. Yep. But what I actually do is forget to turn it off in the morning. Yep. Like, I, I was halfway through breakfast this morning before I realized, oh, yeah, I should probably turn off my sleep measurement. <laughs> no surprise, my uh, motionness was only at 80% today because I wore it for a half hour at breakfast. Okay. Would you get this, though, if you had a Wii? Um, probably not. Although that, that last clause, that if you had a Wii, may not be relevant in the near future in the sense that it won't be an if. Ah, Jake, what do you have, console-wise? Uh, currently just a PlayStation 3. If this was out for the PS3, would you get a sleep sensor like this thing? Yeah, I don't really see the need I, for it, personally. Yeah, right now you you need to... Nintendo hasn't said what they want to do with this. Right? And, They've basically just said, here's what we're doing, but not here's why or here's the plan for it. Now, granted, it's Nintendo. Chances are they actually don't have a plan for it. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo has sometimes has a Cave Johnson approach to peripherals. We'll try it and see what happens. I, I don't see how analyzing my sleep through my video game system will assist me in anything. 
did they ever say that it's actually going to be attached to the Wii? I don't know. Yeah, so they said what the device was, but they didn't actually say. Right. As I said, they have not gone about, here's how we want to use it. No, they just said what it is. Hmm. So I don't even know if it has to do with their, their gaming division. From, from what I gathered, it was just supposed to help you analyze your quality of life and all the data goes into this little cloud that you can access through possibly an app on your system. Yeah, but what does that mean? We don't really know yet. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure most people's cell phones have the ability to monitor your sleep as well. Mm-hmm. There are many apps that will do that. Many, many apps that will do that. So why I'm would I... Sleep is Android. It's like, why would I buy yeah, why do a... I, right. Why do I need this? Nintendo brand. It all depends on what you're using to track your overall, like they said, the overall quality of life. Well, so, so is is this just the start of a quality of life initiative at Nintendo? I don't doubt it. They could they can incorporate things they've already made, like the heart rate monitor, the balance board, or the whatever the Wii board is. Um. Yeah, this one on there, and then you can start tracking more things. What you got to do next, though, is track calorie intake. That's the because there's there's two things you, for exercise, right? It's exercise and calories, right? Yes, we'll go with yes. <laughs> just 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 nod and smile, smile and nod, smile and nod. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, is that me? Well, it's not me. Mine's muted. No, that that was cats. Ah. I was like, I heard Kate type something over here and then close her phone, and then I hear it over there. I'm like, who could it be? Wasn't me. So the other interesting thing about Nintendo is they're announcing this, like, quality of life initiative. Yeah. Nintendo made a profit again. What? I know. Nintendo is a really weird company because they went through this period of, like, we are printing money. We have more money than we know what to do with. Well, it's a good thing they had more money than they knew what to do with because they were like all of a sudden started losing lots and lots of money. Because the only thing they had was the Wii U. Yeah, which we we appropriately made fun of. Very true. As I said, though, I'm going to be picking one up this year. I probably will as well. Yeah, like, see, there it is. That's what's going on. And now Nintendo's posting a profit. It's only because I like The Legend of Zelda, but that's uh-huh. beside the point. Hyrule Warriors. Yep, yep. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword was garbage. Okay. I haven't played it yet. I, I haven't really played many Zelda games past Ocarina, because I just couldn't play through Ocarina. What do you mean? I thought Ocarina was like the end-all, be-all of games. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I swear, if you go to like most of those, like any sort of top 100 video games lists, I feel like normally it's either like Super Mario Brothers 64 or Ocarina of Time as either one or two. Am I wrong on this one? No, I mean, a lot of people put it in that list, although I'd be curious to look at like most top 100 lists and cross-reference them and kind of compare them and come out with like top hundreds and look at the games that don't belong on that list. Like anyone who puts Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 on a top 100 list should should not be making a top 100 list. What about Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, not Modern Warfare 3, just the first one? Uh, maybe? No, just I don't know. I mean, at some point, you know, a top 100, that's a lot of games. Yeah. Right, so there there are bound to be some in there that just i'm looking at at uh g4's top 100 right now hey look at that i'm on that same exact site i'm looking it's, at the top 20 it's pong followed by words with friends followed by pitfall well i'm looking at the top- nba 2k 11 well you're on the bottom of the list right right well but that's that's where i'm focusing is like do, should these really be in the top 100 like what makes them but yeah top 20 modern warfare uh i, I don't know diablo 2 miss pac-man why is miss pac-man number 18 but pong is a hundred tetris ass asteroids was number four really right like this is this is an unordered list yeah but there's ocarina of time is number 11 call of duty for modern warfare is number 20 all right let's look at games radars top 100 i want to see where it's uh, really a full page ad for carnival cruise yeah thanks that's that's not needed only a full-page ad on the internet costs as much as a full-page ad in paper. Huh. Uh, but anyway, really, Nintendo's you're not going to let me skip? Money again. 
And they're probably about to make a lot more with the Smash Brothers release. But, and I'm not even a fan of Smash Brothers. Have you, I'm not a fan of Smash Brothers either. Normally, Smash Brothers means I get my ass hat into me. Have well, either of you watched the, like, 50 things about uh, Smash Brothers for the Wii U? No. No. Why would I if it, I have no interest in Smash Brothers? Because by the end of it, you will have an interest in Smash Brothers and want to buy that game. It's, nope, the, I, it's the ultimate button-mashing fighting game. There's no point. They made it eight-player. Oh, because that's going to make it a whole lot better for, you know, button-mashing. Yep. Eight people, you're just like, oh, it's going to be chaos. You can't tell what's going on. I mean, they made also appropriately large maps so that eight people can fight and not be condensed onto this one platform. The, the problem I see with that, though, is you're going to be so far away. Is you're going to be that little tiny... Pikachu's going to be that little tiny yellow dot in the corner. You'll be like... HDTV. Okay, so you're going to be still that little tiny yellow dot in the corner. Because <laughs> you're going to be zoomed out so far. I, I, have, I have no idea. I have not played this game. have not paid attention to it. I'm just, there's only so many times your ass can be handed to you on a platter with a little side of parsley. Before you're just like, yeah, no thanks. I think I'm good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be nice. And not say certain things I'm thinking. About how bad I am at Smash Brothers? Nintendo's making a profit. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) They're they're coming back from the dead. Yay! Yeah, I don't know that they were ever dead. Uh, They they were, like, sick for a while. Well, the GameCube and the Wii. Well, the GameCube was not... we We all expected more from the GameCube. Yep, we all expected less from the Wii. Yes. So when the Wii was, like, wildly successful and people were lining up... That was surprising. Yep. But then the Wii U, we all thought, oh, hey, they're going to continue on this arc with the Wii, and then the Wii U came out and we're just like, really? So it's... Okay, so we... It was poorly handled. I mean, we talked about that. The Wii U was very poorly handled by Nintendo. It's in tight. Thank you. I tried to hit the mute button in time, and I almost missed and almost ended up hanging up the call. (laughs) (laughs) Whose bright idea is it to put mute next to hang up? Skypes. In any case. (laughs) So, what do you want to hit next? What do I want to hit next? Uh, HTML5? Yes, HTML5. Has been in use for years. But now it's official. So it used to be called HTML5, but wasn't? No, it, it still was HTML5. I think everybody called it HTML5, but it wasn't officially set up as a recommendation stage by the WW, the W3C. WWWC, if you yes. prefer. The World Wide Web Consortium took them what 14 years to finally get this thing organized fit, is html4 14 years old i think so html let me look it up html4 may 2000 14 years actually december 1999 html 4.01 was published as a recommendation so it took yeah uh from december 1999 to october 2014 to get html5 so does this mean apple was right Yes. In what? In the uh, fact I, that Steve Jobs said, screw Flash, we'll go with HTML5. Uh, keep in mind, when Apple said that, that was like seven years ago. <laughs> so he was right. He was just a little early to the party. It was, it was a little early. HTML5 wasn't really developed to that point at that point. Do you think that helped then, though? The push towards HTML5? Yeah, when Apple said, we're going to do our huge install base, it's going to go for HTML5. That might have pushed more of the developers that way. Could. Maybe. Thing is, I don't remember him saying, let's do HTML5. I just remember him saying, let's not do Flash. I don't know what his actual wording was. It'd be interesting to go back and look at that one, but not at this time. But yeah, so HTML5 is finally out. And mm-hmm. nobody's going to notice anything different. Uh, no, not really. Everyone's the problem is now, it. though, is the fact that instead of using HTML5, everybody using is using native stuff there for iOS and for Android. That is true. Because wh- where's the future of the Internet? It's on mobile devices, right? Um, the near future or the far future? Well, I'd say the near future is mobile devices. What do you think the far future is going to be? Probably mental connection. So mobile devices? If, if you are considering your brain to be mobile, then yes. I'm just saying it's not a static location. Okay. I'm not going to sit in this chair the rest of my life. That way. So mobile access. Not necessarily a mobile device, but a, a movable access point. Yes. Okay. So you're just taking the idea of the phone with a mobile internet 
and just taking it one further step. Sure. Up. So yeah, that's that's the next fight. Is now the question is, do you do you make it specifically for Android? Do you make it specifically for iOS as an app, or do you just make it as a mobile HTML5 website? That's the new question. Or do you do all three? Hopefully, you don't have to do all three. Well, native apps are better than a, a website. Yes. Right? You get to use native apps. You get to do cool things. So I, I prefer the idea of a native app. But that means you have to do it for the phone, the iPhone, and for Android. And then you also want to get the PC people in there, so you do... HTML5 HTML5. Anyway. <laughs> right. So, like, think about... Did, did we do a review or did we talk about Jimmy John's Android app? No, I do not think we did that. It redirect it basically it's a frame that has their web page. Oh, I hate when people do that. Right. There it is, right there. Thank you. Make the native app, but also make a website. It's like the it's cuz we're working at radio stations, we have web streams of our audio feeds and we have started rolling out station specific apps, right? Mhm. Now, the station-specific app actually allows you to do more than just going to our website and listening to it on a mobile device. So that, yes, it understands. But if, I, if our mobile apps were just nothing but a reskin version of our web stream on the website, I would be super pissed. Super pissed. So, yes, I see what you're, you're talking about with that. Yep. Jake, how is the mobile devices in Korea? Oh, there. I'm very curious about this. We always we always hear about the internet versus well, Korea. Well, the thing is, what kind of phone do you have? I have a Samsung Galaxy S5. Made in Korea. Touche. <laughs> I mean, that, there you go. No, we just have um, some of the fastest internet in the world. For I mean, cheap. Yeah, I'm spending about 60 bucks a month, and I get 100 megabits a second. Oh. <sighs> That would be, what, probably twice as much if you're doing that with Comcast? Um, when I was with Com, well, I was with Time Warner. Might as well be the same company. But um, I paid $120 for 30 megabits. So. Let's look at Xfinity Internet prices. 50 megabits per second. Up to 50 megabits per second. 59.90. Oh, that's with TV. Okay, 105 megabits per second. So right around where you're at. 90 bucks a month for the first 12 months, and then the price is going to go up. Yeah. To, looks like $115 per month. Yeah. And, and that's the, what, Xfinity cable? Yeah. Yeah, mine's fiber optic, so they can up it at any time. Oh. God damn. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty sweet when I'm in Korea as far as... <laughs> No direct internet, but my Wi-Fi alone is at 40 megabits a second. Hmm. God, it's always fun living in the backwaters of the United States. <laughs> Andy, you don't live in the backwaters of the United States. I can drive probably, I'd say, what, about three miles away from our apartment in Where's Kalamazoo? Where's the nearest hospital? Okay, we've got, a, we've got a lot of those in Kalamazoo. Where's the nearest grocery store? We've got a lot of those in Kalamazoo. Where's the nearest bar? We have uh, an enormous, because we're a college town, we have a lot of those. You do Kalamazoo. not live in the backwater of the United States. How far away is the nearest, uh, let's say, I don't want to say the nearest internet. Yeah, well, how far away is the nearest international airport? Um, between 100 and 200 miles. And the second nearest international airport? Is Grand Rapids International? I think they are. Kalamazoo's international? Oh, yeah, because of Pfizer. Yeah, that's why Kalamazoo is an international airport, because Pfizer's based in Kalamazoo, and, you know. Yep. Well, no, but there's still, a, Pfizer is a major presence in Kalamazoo, and Kellogg's, but also would be Battle Creek, would probably use the Kalamazoo airport, since it's also called the Kalamazoo slash Battle Creek International Airport. So, I, I maintain my statement, you do not live in the middle of nowhere. I was just saying, in, internet-wise. You it, still, Andy... How many different service providers do you have available to you in that area? Not you personally, but in the area. In the area? Are we talking wired, wireless? Both. Both? Wired, we have two options. We have Comcast and we have AT&T. You do not live in the middle of nowhere, even in internet terms, sir. Fine. <laughs> we, I could easily drive to places that, you know, do not have cell phone service <laughs> That's or fine. internet. That's fine. 
So I live close to, but not in the backwaters. Yeah. Okay. Can we agree on that one then? As long as you maintain you don't live in the backwaters, I'm okay with that. All right. I just live adjacent to. So speaking of internet and television and all that fun stuff, Dish lost Turner. Yep, yep. Dish Network and Turner Communications could not come to an agreement, and so Turner channels no longer appear on Dish. Which I was slightly bummed about, <laughs> because TCM every once in a while has some good stuff. But am I, am I sad about losing CNN, CNN in Spanish, HLN, True TV, and Boomerang? No. Cartoon Network? I haven't actually thought of the last time I watched Cartoon Network. You know, they brought back Toonami. They did? Yep, with Tom. Man, that's old school. Yeah, they brought it back. I like it how when they put this the, the, the Cartoon Network logo on this article you posted here, it's the old school Cartoon Network logo. The good Cartoon Network logo. Yes. Yeah. So what, what time is Toonami on? <laughs> Andy, it doesn't matter. You don't get it anymore. Oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Remember? Dish just no more. totally killed that. I could watch the Big O at 5 a.m. Or, or not. No, you can't because Dish and Turner couldn't get their shit together. Yeah. How long do you think that's going to last? I don't know because they're both... <sighs> the current status with this has been, hey, talk to the other guy. Dish is telling you to call Turner. Turner's telling you to call Dish. Yep. So they're not even at the point of, you know, deciding to concede anything on their side. They're just saying, talk to the other guy, get the other guy to fold. Yep. It'd be really nice at one point when we finally get rid of the distributors. Like, you know, the way that HBO is going. <laughs> As we talked about I'm, last week. I'm sorry, week. how are you going to contact HBO? How are you going to connect to them? Through the internet. Damn it. Where's that internet coming from? Telecom distributors. Yeah. I was, was going to say, usually a cable or phone company. Yeah, like the same ones that you're paying for TV. So wait, Dave, your phone's already got Lollipop on it? Nope, not yet, but it's oh. getting it. Damn it. So I've, I found it particularly amusing given that last week I said, I don't really care. And my phone's getting it by quarter four this year. So that means, what, March at the latest? Quarter four of yeah. this year. Quarter four, though, I Simply thought means it carries like, over. Uh, that's for fiscal years. When they so say they we plan to release something by Q4 2014, they mean by, like, December. Oh, okay. Now, whether they will actually do that, I don't know. Where is the end of quarter four? Oh, here we go. Charts of fiscal years by country. United States quarter four goes... It's not helpful at all. And the military, the fourth quarter, is it ends in September. September 30th is the last day of the fourth quarter of the fiscal year. Hmm. I thought it went the other way, but I guess it goes backwards. All right. And then October is the beginning of the new fiscal year. So the question, Dave, is when is it coming to, to my phone? And, and, like, congressional budgets. Oh, it totally has to do with congressional budgets, because that's when they set the budget. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was that, Andy? You asked me a question. I was trying to find out when it go, comes to my phone. Oh, the Galaxy S5? Yeah. I mean, Samsung's usually pretty good about it, and so I expect that it will come to the S5. I don't there's, know when. There's already an S5 Lollipop preview video out. So probably soon. Yes. If you could get past the the Knox, whatever, would you root and customize your phone? Probably. Mm-mm. Let me take it back, back that up, back that up, back it up. Because okay. of, I'd have to also root. Oh, your fit. My fit as well. Yeah. Which I know is possible, but then that just adds another step to. It's another thing that can go wrong. Yeah. Jake, do you, do you, what phone do you have, Jake? Uh, I have an iPhone. I have the iPhone 4S right now. Okay. That's, that's yeah. fine. You don't need to sound like defensive about it. It's okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am picked on constantly that I have an iPhone. By who? Oh, by everyone in Korea. Uh, by a cat. No, they like the iPhone. Cat picks you picks on you for having an iPhone? Yep, because she Does has an Android. I was like, yeah, I thought she used to have an iPhone, but then she switched. Yeah, so she picks on me constantly. Ah, Anytime ah. I'm having issues, she's like, that's because you have an iPhone. I'm like... Ugh. But I also have. <laughs> <laughs> but I also have uh, an iMac and a MacBook Pro. 
I work a lot with Mac, so yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, then, video then video the editing stuff is all about The question I was about to ask was, do you root your phone and, and customize it is kind of moot. Yes. That one falls on deaf ears. Pretty much. It's like, ooh, lollipop, I don't care. <laughs> Yay, desserts. Don't care. I have to deal with a still slightly buggy iOS 8. So mm. It's amazing what happens when Apple tries to imitate other people and how it's usually not nearly as good on either part. Apple is best off when they don't try to copy others. Yeah. So speaking of Android... Oh, Andy Rubin has left. Oh, yeah. Not just Android. He left Google. Oh, he left. He ooh, free agent, multi-millionaire free agent, but free agent. That's. Yep. That's why it's posted, Andy. That's. Uh, wow. What's he doing? Um, I haven't said he, he wants to launch a startup incubator. Oh, startup incubators. Mm-hmm. He's got the cash for it. No, I, I don't doubt it. And. That seems to be a big deal now. Just look at Kyle's newsfeed. What about Kyle's newsfeed? His his hardware incubator company, whatever it's called, is uh, now opening an office in London. Nice. So yeah, that seems to be the new thing. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's it's an opportunity for venture capitalists to get more money. Is kind of what it is. You gotta have money to make money. Unfortunately. But then also, what's up with this failed Kickstarter? Speaking of getting money. We, we talked about this, or at least Brendan and I talked about this while you weren't here. Uh, it's a game called Human Resources. Okay. Where the resource in the game, it's an RTS, and the resource that you collect is humans. Oh. So it's human resources. Gotcha. Right. Get it? Yeah. Uh, the idea is that humans have, have triggered the robot apocalypse. And so, like, this giant AI is harvesting humans, et cetera, et cetera. And so humans turn to their last resort and summon the old gods. So it's Cthulhu meets Terminator, but humans are the resources. And it's made by the guys who did Monday Night Combat. Oh. Uber S- Entertainment. So why did it fail? Well, they did set a goal of, like, $1.4 million. That's a bit high. Yeah. They made... Three hundred and ninety thousand before they closed it. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna work. They're like, well, they they didn't wait the whole time, but they looked at the models and they looked at like past trending and they said this is not going to happen, so we're not even gonna worry about it. Which is too bad, but yeah, it it was. Oh, I was looking forward to it. Well, I'm sorry about that one, but Kickstarter is Kickstarter, and sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Yeah. yeah. What's really, really cool, though, is if you look at their Kickstarter, they do a lot of analysis of the trend of, like, here's what's pledged, here's the graph of what we've ma- uh, raised, here's what it needs to be uh, in order to meet the goal. And you can just kind of see that developing over time. So on their Kickstarter, they're doing data analysis of their Kickstarter? Yeah. <laughs> There's one that's uh, funding progress where there's a chart and it's got uh, where we're headed, the current tar- uh, the current trajectory, where we're headed, and what we really need. And it also has a penguin skating on it, because why not? <laughs> so, didn't work, didn't go through, it was too bad. Mm. Yeah, it looked like a, a decent game. It looked so fun. But it has ceased to be. It is demise. They couldn't get enough human resources. Huh. Huh. Ouch, dude. Ouch. Bad joke. Yeah. So Walmart wants to get into used game sales. Yeah. Weren't they already? They were purchasing games back since March, but now they are finally rolling out the actual selling part of the games. How's that working? Well, it's um, they're only doing it right now in 1,700 of their 4,800 stores. So it's only rolled out to approximately a quarter. So one out of every four Walmarts will sell used games? Yes. Has GameStop issued a reaction to this? Yes. Yes, they have, actually. What did they say? GameStop president Tony Bartel told Bloomberg he wasn't concerned. Target, Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, they've all tried or are trying used games. Frankly, when someone comes, it helps us because it raises awareness that you can turn in video games and we will have the lion's share of the market. I'd say that's a pretty accurate statement. No, yeah. Granted, some of the research analysis said um, they might offer you $20 for a fairly new game that you're done playing with and turn around and sell it for 55 Yeah. There's well, a lot that's of ways. GameStop it, does. Yeah. 
if you're concerned about economics, you can do better than that. You can sell it on eBay for 45. Yep. Cut out the middleman on that one. That's now I feel like if I want to go try to find cheap games, I should go to uh, eBay. eBay instead of GameStop. Yeah. The advantage of GameStop is that with that small yearly subscription, you can return a used game within seven days for your entire money back. Because if the game doesn't work, they back it. Yeah, but they don't even ask the questions about that. Uh-uh. Yeah, what game did I get? You've done it a couple times, where you got it for a weekend, played it, and then took it back. No, no, I've only done that once. There was one game I tr- I tried playing, and it just was not working. I just, I, w- I was dying on the first level. It was like, this makes no sense. And so I just brought it back. I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm incompatible with this game. It's just... I'm not going to have fun playing this. I swear there were... (laughs) No, it was not Dark Souls. That one, I would just assume that I was going to die on the first level. Many times. Many, many times. We should play Dark Souls. Andy, Uh, do you want to do a Let's Play with Dark Souls? I feel like that would end with me punching something. I fail to see where this would be a bad idea. (laughs) I don't want to break my hand. You don't need your hand to run. True, but I do need my hand to, you know, type on a keyboard, which is what I do most of the day. Oh, well, okay. Well, not most of the day, but it's a chunk of my time is answering people's emails. Ah. Um, laptops. Yes, I'm currently using one. What up with it? What is, like, the greatest drawback as a gamer of a laptop? Uh, horsepower. Yes, in the sense of... In the sense of, laptops are supposed to be made portable, so you cannot get your handy-dandy fancy graphics card to get wedged into this little tiny box. It just doesn't work. Right. A brand new, like, NVIDIA or ATI graphics card is, like, the size of some laptops. Yes. So, Dell, and to a, a more specific level, Alienware, came up with an interesting solution to this, which is a dock for a graphics card. I could so see this. Yeah, this is one of those things, you know, it's, it's like theory of evolution of like, wow, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? Because Dell does that all the time with their, they already have, my laptop here from Dell has got a built-in docking port yep. on it. So the new Alienware machines have a special port. It is a proprietary port because it's Dell, bastards. And you buy this other piece of equipment that you can put a desktop video card in, and then the laptop will use that video card. That's a brilliant idea. $300 for the dock. Well, not all, but it's still just, you can use, like it says there, it also has four powered USB ports. You can also use this as a docking station for everything else. Right. On top of using it for, you know. $300 for the dock. Well, what's what's the current Dell dock? Isn't the current Dell dock like a hundred? I don't have a Dell laptop. I'm looking up here. I have Dell an old Alienware laptop, but that doesn't count anymore because it's not my primary laptop. Okay, so you could buy a Dell dock for your laptop. Um, well, the the current ones with the power cord are 152.99 buying from Dell. So half this price. Yeah. Hi, cat. Hi, cat. Um, so yeah, so they, it's, it's a uh, 150 bucks more for the ability to put attach. in a $300 graphics card. Yeah. Or put in any graphics card, isn't it? Yeah. Up to 375 Watts. So not any graphics card. Most graphics cards are under 375 Watts. Yeah. But yeah, kind of one oh. of those, wow, I, I'm surprised we didn't think of that before. The, the, the kicker though. Yes. This proprietary cable will only work with newer models. Yes. So if the, you already have an Alienware desktop. You are SOL. Laptop. Ouch. Laptop. If you have an Alienware desktop, you can put whatever the hell you want in it. True. You have a desktop. But yes, I cannot add this to my old M13X or 11X, whatever it was. I'm sure there'll be ways to get around the proprietary node Uh, in your future. Dell is actually pretty good about maintaining those proprietary connections as opposed to certain other companies that shall remain nameless. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had a Dell desktop that went down two months outside of warranty, and the power supply, you know, we didn't have any of the spare ones sitting around, so it's like, let me look up how much the power supply costs, and like, 200 bucks? Yep. Damn it. Sounds about right. Oh, Dell. 
What's the, what's the speed of USB 3.0 versus a PCI Express card? I don't know. So I was trying to think of other ways that you could do this without, you know, having to have... Uh, uh, you have the internet there, Andy. I know, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. <laughs> USB 3.0 versus PCI Express time 16. It's coming to be about that time where I'm going to start piecing together my computer. I need to start deciding on parts. So USB 3.0 is 5 gigabits per second. What the heck is... the hell is Thunderbolt? Yeah, it's for Mac. Oh, damn it. All right, never mind on that one. <laughs> That's what I use for a lot of things. <laughs> and we're done with that. Yeah, that's... nope. Okay. Uh, Hearthstone banned bots and banned cheaters. Yes, but the, the kicker here was originally the bots were only temp banned until the end of the year. The cheaters are permabanned? Yes. They'll probably permaban the bots, too. Yeah, that's what they, they came back later and said, all right, so we're temporarily banning anybody until 2015. After that point, if you're caught running a bot, you're then you're going to be permabanned. So this is the, like, don't do this, or we will really seriously kill you. Yeah. Okay. This is a take a timeout and... Think about what you've done. Yeah. Um, the the win one, though, was kind of interesting because of the fact that people were, you know, trying to get into the, the world championships. And this has not been proven that it could be used. It, it, it was proven that it could be used as an exploitative way of getting into the championships, but it hasn't been proved that it actually was used. So it's a little... It's a little iffy. It was one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, we could have done it for this, but I don't think anybody did. Okay. Yeah, but the thing never, the game itself never intrigued me, so I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it is a good game. I, I haven't played it in a little while, though. I normally play a match or two during my lunch break. Uh, Extra Life raised a lot of money. Yes, they did. Good for them. Yes. Five, over $5 million now. Uh, I've watched quite a few different things as far as um, video game based um, charities. I do a lot of I watch a lot of the awesome games done quick and summer mm-hmm. games done quick because I like watching speed running for some stupid reason because it's really amusing to watch speedrunners because they are pinnacles of focused practice. Yeah, and the last um, awesome games done quick raised a million dollars in. 11 days. Yep. So. Like, I watched some of these guys. I think it was someone did Mega Man 3, and he beat the game in the time it takes me to beat two levels. Yeah. It's nuts. I do have to say, I was just curious now, so I looked up what Child's Play was for last year. Child's Play was at 7.6 million, so Extra Life is actually getting up there with the big boy. Uh Uh-huh. I also liked it that they're actually starting to get more mainstream with Extra Life, because didn't LeVar Burton show up on, like, Rooster Teeth's Extra yes. Life? he read a book called Go the Fuck to Sleep. Nice. Which is this little, like, nursery rhyme bedtime story of a parent telling their child to go the fuck to sleep. That, I, that would be interesting to hear it in the voice of Reading Rainbow. <laughs> uh, I have the link for you, if you would like it. <laughs> it's actually what I was listening to just before you called on Skype. Oh, that's funny. Glorious. Please, please go the fuck to sleep. Um, that's, we, we, we're hitting the time limit, so we should probably move on to the okay. randoms. Well, but Asimov's paper. Read Asimov's paper. It's worth it. Asimov, I, I, how did he write a paper? Read the article and then read the paper, and we'll talk about it next week, or two weeks from now. Okay, right. Okay, so. Random review. Yes, it is your week, Dave. Oh, shit. Um, um, no, it's, I, I know exactly what I'm going to review. I'm reviewing Cave Story. Cave Story. Is this a story about a cave? Does it take place? in a cave it, what is this? well it, it starts in a cave like at the very beginning you're in a cave okay. i don't know why it's actually called cave story but it's called cave story and it's a really really cute little action platformer um it, it's a short game it's a hard game oh my god is it a hard game it's not a roguelike in the sense of you will lose everything when you die there are save points but holy hell is it a hard game Am I looking at the right one that's this this uh, 8-bit? Well, it, it's not actually 8-bit, but it is sprite-based, and some of the sprites are a rather pixelated look. Yes. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, right, the, the one that's it's at 
I'm just trying to make sure I have the right. Are you cave on story. like Wikipedia cave story? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, scroll down though to where it has the reception and just go and look at the scores. It's not bad. No, it's a really tight little game. Uh, for for a game where the entire playthrough is like two to three, maybe four hours. Actually, I could tell you how long it is because I've beaten it, and that should be on Steam Library. Yep, so my playthrough and a little bit more, I, I started playing through it a second time, is at six hours. Ah, okay, so it is a pretty... It's a short play. game. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's adorable. The writing is fantastic. The music is incredible. And it's, you know, for, for four or five hours, it's actually a really emotional game. Like, there's a scene where you, you start, you, you feel something. You have the feels. You have all the feels. I don't want to say you start crying because I didn't actually cry, but uh, I, I there may have been some tears that like started welling up. It was really sad. It was a very sad scene. Is it as sad as the beginning of Up? Yes. Okay. Uh, the basic plot, there's an evil person trying to take over a floating island that you're in and use the contents of the island to then take over the world. And so you play through. There's actually at one point a, a place where you can... <laughs> You can end the game early by running away from the island, and it's an ending. It is a valid ending. You win in the sense that you've lived, but the rest of the earth is then going to fall to this one dude. Well, that's a bit harsh. Yep. So it's like, hey, good job. The achievement for doing that is called Coward. So I'm looking at the screenshots of this, and they look sort of like Castlevania Metroid-ish. Is that there? There is a a Metrovania, I think is the term. There is a little bit of that. A lot of like exploration and discovery. You know, there's not a very clear go here, now go here, now go here. Uh, it's still a relatively linear path. There is some backtracking because you get items that open up new areas. Uh, there are RPG elements in the sense that when you kill things, they drop power-ups, which you can use to power up your weapons, kind of like leveling them up. However, when you get hurt, it powers down your weapon. Well, that's new. Yep. Sort of and, like um, uh, Galactica. Galaga? Galaga, that's what I meant. In the sense that you can like get the double ship, and then you get hit, and you have a single ship? Well, don't, isn't there also like weapons that de- get downgraded if you get... Having not actually ever played the game. You've never played Galaga? No, never. Nope. Go play Galaga, Andy. <laughs> Out of all of my love for classic arcade games, yeah, I never played that one. Okay. Jake, did you ever play Cave Story? I have not. Okay. I've been pretty far behind on my video games after when I moved to Korea, all of my PS3 games were stolen. Oh, no. Like, all of them. Oh. All of the games. So I stepped away from video games for a while. I'm just getting back into playing random games. The last game I played was uh, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Okay. Yeah, that was the last I'm one. I'm sorry played. to hear about your, your collection. Yeah, it's all good. They're just games. Yep. Um, so Cave Stories, 10 bucks on Steam. What's the difference between this Cave Story Plus on Steam and just Cave Story? Uh, Cave Story Plus has kind of redone music and graphics. So Cave Story was originally released for the the DS, and so they kind of just improved some of the quality and the the visuals and the audio. So it's sort of like the remake of DuckTales sort of thing. Uh, Not quite to that extent, but very similar. Okay. But it's it's so good. It's so good. Play this game. So you're saying it's 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 actually worth the 10 bucks. Okay. Even for a six hour game, it's worth the 10 bucks. And the other part of that is once you once you've played through it, you realize that, yeah, it was a six hour game or a five hour game. uh, But that's on one difficulty level. There are several difficulty levels, and there are things that you may have missed. I know that there are zones that I did not get to. So then there's replay. Okay, so it's it's six hours, but it's six hours multiple times. Yeah. Okay. When you play it on hard mode, you don't get extra lives, like in the sense of you level up your life as you play through. So you start with only three life. And, you know, at the end of the game, things are dealing like eight or nine damage. But on hard mode, you don't get more than three life. Well, then. It's hard. Okay, that's it. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Hold on. Where the hell is my sticky? Oh, damn it, Chrome. Do you ever have that where Chrome decides to just, you know, take over your desktop? Nope. Oh, maybe it's just me. Um, Random topic. 
What X-Men power would you want? And in parentheses, it says, doesn't mean that you get their personality. So I could get Wolverine, but I don't have to be Wolverine. Right. So you, you would want just the healing, because that is his mutant power. Well, no, I'm just saying in general, I, I, I could pick Wolverine's superpower, or I could yeah, pick... Yeah, which is healing. Yes. Doesn't he have a greater strength as well, or no? No. No. He's just in, I mean, in, in comic book terms, I think he's considered in, like, peak physical condition. Okay. Although he might not even be that. Like, he's not super strong. He just can't really get hurt that much. Right. God, so how many... Jeez, there's a lot of X-Men. It's specifically X-Men, right? Yeah, that specifically says... Damn. X-Men. Which there is, a you know, a decent number of X-Men members. Oh, there's hundreds. Hundreds of X-Men. Is there uh, there's a literally a list of a list of X Men members Wikipedia article? Yep, and there's a lot. Oh my God, there's a lot. Yep. God, what would I want? That is the question. I'm thinking Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's the the teleportation, right? Yeah. Yep. That could be interesting. Well, I mean, depends. Is Apocalypse still in Nightcrawler's alternate dimension? What? I thought is. Apocalypse no, but it's not an... saying be in the. It, you're not in the mythos. It's just you have that power. Yep, but part of having that power. Oh no, that would be an interesting one though. But you can't teleport that far. Yeah, but if I can teleport as far as I can see, I can just keep teleporting. True. Hmm. This is an excellent question. God, this list is just forever. It's like, what, what superpower do you want? We can probably find somebody on the X-Men roster. Who, yeah, like uh, pick a superpower. Someone on X-Men has it. Yeah, I'd probably go with Forge's power, considering most of his ability is in inventing crap. Is Deadpool, I know at one point he worked with the X-Men. Is he technically part of X-Men? Looking, I'm looking. Nope, he's an ally. He's an honorary member. Does that count for the purpose of this question? I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, does honorary knighthood actually make you a knight? I don't know. Would it be wrong to pick a mimic? I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that would be wrong. And like, you have all the original X-Men powers. Well, you have to be able to, you know, basically absorb their powers and then be able to use it. Well, that's Rogue. Well, I thought Mimic had to do that as well. I don't know if he had to absorb them or not. Shows how much I know of the 1960s. <laughs> Let's see. Powers and abilities. Okay, Mimic is able to copy the knowledge, skills, and powers of every individual within a certain range of him. In his first appearance, he needed to get within about five feet to initially copy someone's powers. Once he copied them, he could retain abilities so as long as he stayed within several miles of them. So he actually has some limits. Yes. Now, is it just their powers, or can he... he since he... Is it just... Knowledge, mutants? powers, and abilities. So, I mean, he could copy anybody. Yes. Well, tests would get really easy, as long as the proctor knew the answer. <laughs> yes, but how often do you take a test where the proctor actually knows the answer? Or there are other test takers. True. Just get the knowledge of everyone in the room. Yep. And you'll retain it because you're with, still within them. Yep. Yep. Because you just have to make sure that the teacher knew all their crap, absorb their knowledge, and then take the test. So oh. That would be interesting, or you could do... Uh... Vulcan would be interesting as well. What's his ability? Uh, manipulating different types of energy on a vast scale. <laughs> okay. If you think about it, he can control electromagnetic energy. He could control radio waves on a vast... He could be, especially in a more technologically advanced society, he could be He could be something. I, I, don't, I don't have anything else to add. You still, you're still going to go with Nightcrawler? I think I'm still going to go with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler right. or Wolverine or Deadpool if he's allowed. <laughs> I... I'd be inclined to go with either Mimic or Mystique, but Mystique primarily just for the ability to change my voice. Yeah. Wait, to change your voice? And oh, her, with your voice. Oh, no, it just would add multiple facets to my job. Ah, you could do the full interview just yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, how many times do you hear about audio recordings released of somebody saying something, and then that person gets in hot water because of it? You could be a, quite a political manipulator at that point. Yeah. Yeah, but as soon as the truth comes out, no one would trust anything they heard. Yep. I was just thinking for commercial purposes. No, yeah, commercial purposes, that makes sense, yeah. We need somebody who looks like Robert Downey Jr., but we can't get Robert Downey Jr. I gotcha. Don't worry. 
I'm just a dude disguised as a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> oh, traffic thunder. Oh, okay. Believe got, I can't believe he got Oscar nominated for that. That just, that just did not seem right. Why? I don't know, because it's... Uh, Oscars and the comedies just don't seem to line up. Comedies should be able to win Oscars. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> well, it's maybe it's because of attitudes like that, Andy. <laughs> Your negativity. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Vulcan. I yeah. feel like being able to control the electromagnetic spectrum with the amount of stuff that's being transported on the electromagnetic spectrum now. You do realize that just because you can manipulate it doesn't mean you can decode it. True, but I could. I could scramble it, I could redirect it, I could create it. You can cause people to drop signal. Like, that that would be the extent of the power. You could not listen into phone calls, you could not uh, make network connections. You would be limited to, hey, there's something going on over there. And even that, I mean, it's think about it this way, Andy. You can see the visible spectrum. Being able to see other spectrums is exactly the same, just there'd be more. I can create electricity, that would be helpful. So you're going to go to, like, the third world and just give them free power? Maybe. <laughs> I'm reading up on the rest of these things here. But no, okay. I think Andy, let's, I think we should probably just call it then. Yeah, whenever we get into comics, we can go so far, but then we can go no farther. This far. <laughs> well, Jake, thanks for, uh... Hanging out with us for hanging out. Oh, anytime. You know, when you're in a decent time zone that you know isn't. Well, no, just when I know I'm not working or sleeping when you are doing it. True. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's a wrap then. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.